Hello everyone, I'm hoping that everyone's day is going really well, and welcome back to the Mishnah Yomi Share with Aiden Adi. And today's podcast is dedicated to the recovery of Yosef Wolf Beryl Ben Chana. And with that said, let's continue our learning of Mishnah Yomi from Masechet Demai, Perik Ben, Mishnah Gimel, through Mishnah Dad. And so let's begin with Mishnah Gimel. And so now here's a little introduction into the Mishnah. So having described in the previous Mishnah what a person needs to do in order to be trusted for Masros, the Mishnah goes on to a related subject and teaches the more uh, stringent qualifications for one who wishes to become a cover and a cover is a trusty um, a trustworthy person regarding Torah with sacred items so he is trusted with Toros and sacred items as well so in order to be considered trustworthy regarding Toros a person must demonstrate special care with these laws thus the basic requirement to become a cover is that a person must commit to eating cholin, which is non-sacred foods um, so he must commit to eating not sacred foods only if it is tawar, even though that it even though this is not required by the Torah law. And so the Mishnah lists additional practices that he must accept upon himself in order to be covered. And so now the first set of practices pertains to tuma of foods. So foods do not become tame unless they were first prepared as like hoshar for a tuma by becoming wet with one of the seven specific list uh, liquids listed in Mashirim. So the only way for the food, one of the ways to for it for it to get become tame is by getting by the food becoming mixed with. Um, this um, one of these seven, uh, one of these seven types of specific liquids, um, that make it um tummy. So once they become wet, even even if they dry afterwards, so if they once they become wet, and if they dry afterwards, they may become tummy when they are touched by someone or something that is tummy. And so now once they become mixed with um, one of these um, seven specific liquids, then if they're touched by something or someone that is Tame, it becomes Tame. And so now let's dive into Mishnah Gimel. And so the Mishnah says, So someone who accepts upon, accepts upon himself to be a Chaver must keep the following laws. He must not sell any food to an Am Eretz, whether wet or dry. The reason for this is that an Am Eretz who is considered Tame makes food tame when he touches it and it is forbidden to cause too much to the food of Israel even if it is golden so we are not allowed to sell, sell, it, sell it to an um eretz because he's a um tame person and so we are not allowed we're not allowed to sell it to him because we are not allowed to make the food of Israel become tame so if we give it to him um, if it's um wet or dry he's gonna make a tummy and we're not allowed to do that to the um food of Israel even if it is um golden, which is um un Unlike um unlike uh, unlike like non sacred food, he must also not buy from the from an am eretz food that was once wet because we assume that the am eretz has made a tummy. He must not be be a guest in the house of an am eretz since he may end up becoming tummy there. So nor may he have um nor may he have an Amma Eretz as a guest when the Amma Eretz is wearing his own clothing. Since the host may become Tameh by touching the clothing of an Amma Eretz, in each of these cases, we are we are concerned that the person might become Tameh without realizing it and then touch the food, making Tameh. So then if he's going to sell it, then that's going to be Tameh and that's going to be very, very bad. So the next conditions are subject to the dispute. 
Rabbi Yehuda Mer. Rabbi Yehuda says, Af lo yigadal behema daka. He must also not raise small domestic animals, such as sheep and goats in Eretz Yisrael. So now, why is this? Because if you guys look in your Mishnah elucidating the notes, it says that the sages prohibited raising small domestic animals like goats and sheep in Eretz Yisrael because these um, animals tend to wander off and graze unlawfully in other people's fields because they tend to leave the flock and just roam around like they own the place and so that's not like very good for the reputation of Chavar so therefore he's not allowed to have small domestic animals in Eretz Yisrael such as sheep and goats he must not freely vow or act with lightheadedness because a person who takes many vows will likely will likely transgress some of them and excessive lightheadedness leads to immorality he must not allow himself to become tame through contact with the dead so he cannot go to um to like a grave or a dead body. Um, then he's gonna become tummy and a cover is not allowed to have that. Um, he must um he must serve study under the Torah scholars in the study hall. So he must start he must start in the study hall if he is a cover. Umbrella. But the sages said to Rabbi Yehuda. So now they disagree with him. Lo elu liklo. The um these things are not included since they are unrelated to tuma. Because if we said before like we're not allowed to have sheep and goats in Eretz Yisrael, um that's not something that's gonna make him tummy. It's just not very good for his um for his um you know um reputation. So he's not allowed to do that. But that's nothing to do with tuma. So all of these. So thus he can qualify to be called without accepting these additional commitments listed by Rabbi Huda. And so now that concludes mission Gimel. Let's move on to Mishnah Dalad. And now here's a small intro into Mishnah Dalad. So generally, it is the obligation of the person who wishes to eat produce to separate tumoros and masros beforehand. Nevertheless, the rabbis decree that, as a general rule, someone who is selling produce that is tevel must separate tumoros and masros from it before selling it. So in order to ensure that the buyer does not end up eating on tithe food regarding demai, however, this is not always required. So in certain cases, the rabbis required the seller to tithe the produce while in other cases they allowed him to sell produce that is demai to someone who can be trusted um to separate masros and they require the um they and they require the buyer to tithe the produce this mishnah discusses when the obligation to tithe demai is the seller's responsibility and when it is the buyer's responsibility it's an mishnah that it says so commercial bakers so who are themselves trusted regarding masros but bought the grain from which they baked their bread from an art so they are commercial breakers and they they're they are commercial bakers and they bought their um grain um they bought their um grain um which they are going to bake from an um eret so they were required by the rabbis to separate from the dough only the amount that fulfills the requirement of trumos and maser um, maser and chala. And so, no, what, what exactly are we doing with the chala? So, a baker is required to separate one fortieth of the dough and designate it as chala, which is then given to a coin. 
It's how they are required to remove Trumas, Maser, and Chala. Since these bakers made only a very small profit, the rabbis did not wish to burden them to transport the Maser Shani of the bread or its redemption money to Jerusalem. So therefore, they did not. So therefore, they did not require them to separate Maser Shani before selling their bread to someone who is trusted regarding Masros. So the Mishnah continues. Hachen, um, hachen, hachen vanim, enon rishayim, limkor as hadamai retail shopper shop retail shopkeepers who sell in small quantities and profit considerably are not permitted to sell demai without first separating masros including masashini since they make a large profit the um rabbis require them to separate the masros and they are able to carry a large burden because they make a lot of money with only giving out um small quantities all those who sell with a large measure like they sell large quantities at once are permitted to sell Namai without tithing, since those who sell in large quantities typically measure generously, limiting their profit. Therefore, the rabbis made the buyer responsible to tithe the produce because it would be too much of a burden for the um, seller to do it. Um, elu hen amishbein bemida gasa. So, who are those who sell with a large measure? So, who are therefore not required to tithe the produce? Kigon hasisonos umokrei tivua. So, they are, for example, wholesalers and grain sellers. And so, now that concludes today's Mishnah Yomi podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and have a wonderful rest of your day.